Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Slaps. Oh! Welcome back to The Scoot Show with guest host me, Ian Matthew Roland Oak. Uh, joining me on the line right now is Dr. Jose Bautista, professor of economics at Xavier University. Doctor, good afternoon and welcome to the show. Thanks for your time. Good afternoon, Ian. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Reading now from CNBC.com, the so-called Magnificent Seven, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Tesla, now wields greater financial might than almost every other major country in the world, according to new Deutsche Bank research. The meteoric rise in the profits of these companies outstrip those of all listed companies in almost every G20 country. Of the non-U.S. G20 countries, only China and Japan have greater profits when their listed companies are combined. However, this level of concentration has led some analysts to voice concerns over related risks in the U.S. and global stock market. Now, doctor... The profits of these tech companies are exceeding those of almost every other company. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that those folks are making money and creating jobs and wealth, and they're doing what they were designed to do. But I can't help but feel a little bit creeped out about that concentration of wealth. What are the risks that these analysts are talking about? Well, probably the the major concern would be, excuse me, any type of expectations that Future profits will not continue to be what they are. And that could be, you know, one major speculation is that if a company, for example, has a, 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 a hidden political agenda or has um, a, a, uh, is developing policies that would restrict trade, restrict entry into these, uh, these high-tech markets. So that would be the thing that would be, you know, um, that would be worthwhile, you know, looking out for as, uh, you know, as a caution to, uh, you know, to these uh, companies getting greater uh, economic power. I see. Okay. Uh, again, from the article, 36 companies have been in the S&P 500's top five most valuable over the course of the last 60 years. Let me try to find a better way to put that. Uh, since about 1960, 36 companies have at some point ranked in the top five most valuable companies in the S&P 500. There's been a lot of turnover there, obviously, but out of those 36 companies, 20 of them are still in the top 50 companies today. That's some pretty intense staying power there, doctor. How does that affect market dynamics? Well, again, um, the market always operates on the expectation 
of future profits. So to the extent to which, you know, companies can continue to reinvent themselves using new technology to improve their products or create new products and services, then that's going to be the driving force. And so therefore, you know, where, where a company has um, the ability to generate more and make use of greater human capital, um, and those are the companies that are, that are going to have a have a stranglehold on uh, the top tier of, um, of profitability. But um, again, the 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 future of um, of these high tech companies will always be a function of their ability to turn their existing profits into new methodologies, new technology, and new products and services to the extent to which they continue to rely on, or if they rely on, um, you know, accomplishments in the past, uh, the, the, the turnover is going to be great. So for, for lay people, people who aren't paying incredibly close attention to this, that's not real cause for concern that these 20 companies are, you know, continuing to outperform the other 480 companies on the S&P 500 decade after decade, right? That's okay. Yes, as long as there's again, and there's and there's safeguards to prevent this. Um, um, if there's no observable uh, restraint of trade, uh, if there's no observable restriction of entry into the uh, into the markets, then um, again the, the the markets these companies will continue to thrive, and um, new companies, new entrepreneurs will have the opportunity to seize upon these um you know these new innovations and you know develop their own um you know their their own uh, apples their new their new amazons i mean think about it you know uh google's reinvented itself just by just by renaming itself as alphabet mm-hmm. and so therefore you know that goes a long way to give the, to give investors the 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 indication that again they don't want to remain stagnant they want to again move forward with a different identity with a different outlook toward the future. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, that broadening effort, Doctor. So the Magnificent Seven, I keep saying magnificent, but that's not a word. The <laughs> Magnificent Seven, excuse me. Um, I mean, stock returns generally last year on Wall Street were quite impressive, but they were really concentrated around these seven companies. And I think, and I, uh, you know, everything I've read suggests that I'm right, that had a lot to do with the hype surrounding artificial intelligence. Is there any reason to hope that those gains that those companies benefited from last year could broaden out into farther reaches of the stock market? Well, I think um, Elon Musk raised a very uh, serious and concerning question about the future growth and the future implementation of AI into, um, you know, as a, as a source, as a resource, as a as an input for you know for future productivity, um, you know companies have to be very very careful as to um, how they use it, and uh, you know for what the ulterior end end game is in in the use of uh, in the use of AI because uh, yeah you're, you you can really be playing with fire if um, they're you know um, nefarious uh, motives. Behind the use of AI as a uh, as a profit enhancing uh, um, generator or strategy um, for um, you know f- for future management uh, and future production uh, of companies. 
Uh, doctor, kind of stepping away from the article just for a moment, I, I want to stick with AI and its effect on market economies. What do you, t how, you know, if you're putting together a curriculum for your students about this, the role that artificial has to play in, you know, in informing the, increasing the margins, not just of the, the tech companies, the really obvious ones, you know, like Apple and Alphabet, Amazon, obviously they're going to benefit you know, the earliest on from from the advent of artificial intelligence. What do you what are you teaching your students about this? What are the sort of trend lines that you're teaching them to look out for in this field? One of the major one of the major concerns that you know, one always has to have is, you know, the the use of I mean, the standard, you know, textbook uh, interpretation of how businesses produce products is the use of, you know, um, land labor capital uh, through entrepreneurial entrepreneurial know-how now you, you put in a new resource called ai all right how to what extent does that diminish the productivity of labor because you don't know the originality uh of the basis of that ai you know whatever ai and you know uh um develops um if you use AI to, um, you know, to, to try to improve your machinery, all right, yeah, okay, that can do that. But at the same time, all right, is AI serving for to stifle um, future future growth or uh -huh. future productivity of mm -hmm. capital? Right? And so, therefore, again, those are the things, you know, those are the uncertainties. You know, I'll give you a very simple example. Um, you know, if you know um, AI is used for GPS purposes, you know, so you say, "Geez, you know, you're driving somewhere, and your your GPS tells you uh, take this detour because there was a there's there's just been an accident two miles in front of you." Well, you know, how did that you know how was that found out? You know, well, it had to be through AI. Now AI is going to divert you to take another route. How can you be 100% sure that that new route is not going to drive you off a cliff? <laughs> right? I I've, mean, it's, I've seen enough movies, Doctor, you know, between Terminator and The Matrix and everything. Not, not feeling great about that. Yeah. So, again, it's, it's, something, it's something definitely that has to be, you know, has to be not ignored, but seriously, you know, taken into account. And I think that's what, uh, I think that's what Elon Musk was, was 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 getting to that yeah mm -hmm. we can use ai but again make sure let's make sure that ai has its beneficial and productive use for again for not only for uh, uh profits purposes but again for quality of life purposes uh, doctor i'm i'm uh, we're kind of i, I want to keep talking about artificial intelligence i didn't mean for it to take up quite so much space in the conversation but uh, i think we're headed there now I, I don't know if you saw the story about wendy's the fast food restaurant that had a plan to implement surge pricing based on the demand like the more people are coming to eat their cheeseburgers the more expensive the cheeseburgers are the ceo said to investors on a call reading now from wwl.com that that system would be tested next year Dynamic pricing and day part offerings, along with artificial enabled menu changes and suggestive selling. This to me sounds exactly 
like the kind of, uh, what do you call it, um, the, the, the diminishing returns of this technology, right? It sounds really good for shareholders and the, for the CEO said, hey, we're going to use artificial intelligence to dictate the price of our cheeseburgers. Consumers hate this. And Wendy's is getting dragged for this. And now it says, uh, sorry, it was just, you know, it's just a, a paper that went around and we're not actually going to do it. Do you expect we'll see more efforts like this from other companies in the future? Like Wendy's is not a tech company, but here they are trying to take advantage of this artificial intelligence trend and getting totally played by it. Well, exactly. There, there are two sides. What, what people tend to forget in the, in the quest for, again, that all-American, you know, trying to get ahead on the on the supply side of the market. There is the, the most crucial and more important, in my eyes, as an economist, the demand side. And if you if you take for granted, all right, the expectation of a continuous customer flow, even as you're raising prices, well, that's completely, you know, um, uh, intuitively counterintuitive mm-hmm. to what economic principles are, because you keep on raising your prices, uh, that flow of customers is not going to be uh, uh, flowing that well, you know, into the doors of your your restaurant or your store, if that's your overall strategy. Yeah, in this, in this regard specifically, surge pricing sounds to me like price gouging. You know, the, it didn't cost you any more to manufacture that cheeseburger but I'm paying more for it. I mean, this is insane. Nobody's going to want to do that. It, yeah. And, and again, there's an assumption that the, uh, that the consumers are not going to, not going to know any better. Um, <laughs> consumers definitely, you know, do have a, do have the ability again, given, given the, the preponderance of information, especially in a very competitive, competitive market, such as the fast food market yeah. to see where, you know, where, where they can get the best, best price for you know whatever uh whatever healthy or unhealthy food that they're buying <laughs> <laughs> what was the, it reminds me of that campaign i'm not going to pay a lot for this muffler i don't remember who the who the brand was yeah. that did that but consumers are smarter than this generally i think is the takeaway all right last question here doctor uh everybody is generally mad about how expensive things are um, higher inflation means companies are reacting they're raising prices and passing the cost of that inflation onto their consumers, not just to protect, but even to increase profit margins. How sustainable is that? It all depends upon, and it all depends upon the products that are being, uh, okay. uh, that are being sold, you know, and definitely in, you know, in, uh, in, 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 in the service market where those, where there's a high, you know, intense demand for, for services, um, medical services, um, you know, legal services. Um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see that in um, in in other markets where, you know, in particularly in retail, um, that's probably not going to be you know what what a lot of retail companies have done in the past as a as a uh, as a strategy against inflation is to um, diminish the quantity of the product. You know, so you know you see smaller candy bars, but, you know, at higher prices, um, you know, less content in, um, you know, in, in, uh, in less potato chips in the bag, but again, yes. at higher prices. So wow. again, it all depends upon, uh, uh, it all depends on, on the intensity of the demand uh, for the product or service. And again, that there's going to be greater intensity for, uh, for services 
than there are for uh, than for for products. On the, in I'm I'm saying that in a very very general sense. Sure, I'm starting to feel uh, increased demand for a cheeseburger here in the studio, uh, Doctor. I better let you go here. <laughs> My guest is Doctor Jose Bautista. He's a professor of economics at Xavier. Thank you so much for your time, your work, and your way, Doctor. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thank you very much. We'll be back right after this. I would love to get your reaction to anything you just heard. I didn't mean to bring up this whole Wendy's surge pricing thing quite right away, but what a stupid idea this is. This is just greed, man, and people aren't stupid. To They're smarter than this. They know what you're trying to do, Wendy's. Yeah, like we all know that Lyft and Uber have surge pricing. We understand that because it costs Uber and Lyft more money to put drivers on the road when demand is high. But it doesn't cost Wendy's any more to sell you that cheeseburger that they already made just because there's more people in line. Stupid. I'm Ian Hoken for Scoot. I'll be right back. Give me a call, 504-260-1870. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.